0: You're listening to Real Life Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. What a great day to be alive. We're just so thankful for you and know that we appreciate you who are listening to us today. Today we're continuing our series of who is Jesus to you. And I've asked many people this question and maybe if you've been listening you've thought about that yourself. Jesus is so much to each of us and Each season of life, we realize maybe he's our good shepherd. He could be our provider, our comforter, our best friend. Whoever he is, he is real to us. And we always encourage you that Jesus wants to have a real relationship with you. And that's so true. So today, as we have a new guest coming in here to talk to us about who Jesus is to him, I want to invite you, before we introduce our guests to sit back and relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus and He will bring the Bible to life for you. Let me lead us in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to just come closer to you. Lord, you are everything to us, and we just know that you will provide all that we need. Just help us to trust you more and more and lean in on you and not our own understanding, and in all our ways follow you and obey you and trust you and acknowledge you, and you will make our path straight. So Lord, help us today to lean in a little bit closer And Lord, listen to what you are trying to tell us. So Lord, we thank you for our guest today, and we just pray that what we say will encourage others on their journey to have a closer relationship with you, Lord Jesus. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I'm happy to introduce our next guest, and his name is Cody Rushing. Hello, Cody. How are you today? Very blessed. How are you, Miss Jill? Doing great. It's awesome. so good to have you here today.
1: Good to be here.
0: Yeah, so we're sitting here actually in your church. We are. You are a pastor. and if you you've...
1: listen, you can hear my church all around
0: you. That's right, right you can. <laughs> so which church, can you tell us a little bit about which church you pastor and where? Uh,
1: this is Meadow Park Baptist Church, just real close to the Sonic here in Mount Vernon, so you can go play at the playground after uh, our church service if you want. <laughs> That's right.
0: What time are your churches? services
1: uh our sunday school meets at 9 45 a.m and then our main worship service is at 11 a.m every sunday and then on wednesday nights uh we have um we have an awana kids program on wednesdays at six uh and then actually we are big fat baptists here so we eat at every uh, at every service so we have a meal on uh, wednesday nights at five o'clock and then we have a meal after church on sundays uh right after the service and then we typically have a little bit of breakfast food here. Here during Sunday school.
0: So So if you're hungry for the word or hungry physically, come to Meadow Park Baptist Church and you can meet Cody. That's right. (laughs) Well, we've been asking people a question here on Real Life Real People Radio, and it's it's been really interesting to hear the response from so many people about who is Jesus to them. So I'm gonna ask you, we're gonna start off with a question. Cody, who is Jesus to you?
1: The nugget of truth that we're trying to mine out of this question uh, when we ask, you know, who is Jesus yeah, to you, yeah. is in, in what ways has Jesus and, and God manifested themselves right. in, in your life? And and in that's some, all part of the testimony, and that's something that is going um, well, to be a different answer for, well, it's not going to be a different answer for all of us, but I think, as I think you alluded to earlier, you know, in different seasons of our life, right. we may see different, you know, attributes of God more clearly than we did in other seasons.
0: Right. Of our life. And that's kind of what I was getting at with the who is Jesus right now in your life, meaning what right. has he done through you right. and what can he do through you? And what have you found as you've entered into the relationship with him? Yes. Because you're right, the disciples, they truly were not, sure, you know, he was right there with them. Yeah. And he was their friend, and he. they saw him do so many works and miracles. But I love what Peter said, who Jesus was right. to him, the Christ, the, Christ the, Son the Son of God. And yeah. so let's talk about that. So Jesus is the Christ, right. the Son of God. Right. Let's talk about how the Son of God can be real in our lives. How have you found Jesus to be real in your life and in your ministry? I mean, you shepherd so many people here. Right. And, and in this community, not just in your church, sure. but I've seen you all over town just helping people and serving.
1: Sure. Well, it is a blessing to do so. And, you know, how, how God has manifested himself in, in my life, what I've seen time and time again, is, is his providence to us, right? That he... Always will take care of us, and I, I think kind of if you if you wanted a you know a major text for this, you would go to the you know uh, the sermon on the mount, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus says, look, hey, you don't need to be worrying about all these all this stuff, right? You don't need to be worrying about the clothes that you're gonna wear, the food that you're gonna eat. You know, trust in me, right? I'm going to provide. Put put the kingdom of God first, right? And all of these other things, God's going to 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 take care of, right? And so I've seen that time and again in my life. Uh, so you know, I moved here. In late 2013, it was late October, early or early November of 2013, and uh, I took the position as the pastor at this church. And I was still, you know, for a minute, living with my uh, parents over in Sulphur Springs, um, and uh, so, you know, this was <laughs> this is my first pastoral job. And, and how old were you at the uh, time? Just, what was that? I think I was. 27, maybe? A that young man starting off with 96. the church. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I had just graduated from seminary school at mm-hmm. uh, Southwestern Baptist Center Seminary there in Fort Worth that May. And, uh, yeah, so... Um, So you know, my first time kind of being out on my own, and you know, uh, you 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 don't get into the ministry because it pays a lot of money. So not exactly sure, you know, what I'm going to do for a living situation. But there's this little shack, right? This little building out beside, uh, out behind the church here. Right. And uh, that was um, uh, it was an old youth room uh, that uh, they used to do youth ministry in, but had been unused for a little while now. And then you know, so basically, I just asked them if I could live there. Uh, Cause I was a, a skinny single bachelor now. Now I'm a old fat guy, but but at least I got a beautiful wife and, and three lovely children uh, for it. But but you know uh, they said I could and I li- I lived in that little building uh, for for my first year. Uh, you know that I was here. So God provided that. Uh, you know because. Because I didn't have much money just working here at the time, you know, and uh, so that way I didn't have a rent bill to pay. I didn't have any utility. I didn't have all of those things. And so again, not yeah, to interrupt you, yeah, but yeah, God yeah.
0: provided. Right. And that's what you're saying is He provided. Right. When you trust Him, and you right. mention that, and you, you go... And you go to that place where he's calling you. Yeah, he called you here to Mount Vernon. Right. Yes. You went, and he provided a home. Yeah. A place you didn't have to pay utilities. Right. You just served here, there and then know. again, I met you through your work at Brookshire's right grocery, and that's where I first met you. So he provided you a job, and I'm sure through that you've met a lot of people. Yes. And were able uh, to serve. Working
1: at Brookshire's was a fantastic ministry, and I uh, loved my time there, and it did allow me to meet. Uh, the community and you know that's you know god provides us our jobs not just so that we can you know have money and get things that we need but also that's that's our mission field right right pictures is my mission field both the customers and the employees you know for for several years i got to work there for six years and uh then so through through that you know um I that was you know a big part of my ministry uh, for those six years, and a lot of the people who are here at the church today are here because at some point or another I met them at Brookshire's and I got to talk with them and I got to invite them to church and you know and, and they came. Um,
0: and Cody, you're one of those people that when someone meets you, they see Jesus in you because. You're friendly. You're kind. You smile. You help. You lend a helping hand. I remember a story where there was a man in town who rode his bike everywhere, mm-hmm. and I was always worried. Oh, he's going to get hit. He's just mm-hmm. right on the side of the road, and mm-hmm. didn't know him. But I remember talking to you one day about, you know, have you seen that man? And you said, you know what? I've have befriended him. Mm-hmm. He's become a friend. He comes and visits me at the church, mm-hmm. and has some needs that we provide and help, and. So that's an example of an outreach. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even attending your church, but you planted right. those seeds. You loved him. You brought him to Christ. And tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, and he count- came to
1: Brookshire's a lot. And so, um, you know, we we at that time had been praying through what was God's vision and mission for our church specifically. What was he calling us to do um, as, as a church and, you know. We we felt that he, you know he really wanted us to reach the the outcasts right the people who other churches didn't want to mess with because it was too dirty or it was too hard or it was too much work or or for whatever reason it may have been um, and so you know that was that was kind of the vision that God gave to us um, and so that's you know he's exactly <laughs> the, the it, part of that vision you know he's exactly the type of guy that everyone sees him coming and says, oh no but that's I, as, as this church, and, and more so, really even as you know, as a Christian, I think that's that's the type of people that Jesus says, "Go, you know, be my hands and and, and feed, you know, to them, right. to the poor, to the widows, to you know."
0: Because when you do to them the least of these, right, you're serving me, you're feeding right. me, you're clothing me, and that's what your church has done, right,
1: right. And, and so continues it was a, a to blessing to get to to have him as a part of our congregation for the time that we had him, and uh, and you know, praise the Lord, uh, for, for being able to, to have him here with us. And, uh, I give thanks to so many people in the congregation who provided so much for him while he was here as well, who got him, uh, bikes and, uh, lights for his bike and, you know, all, all sorts of, um, things so that he could drive safely and you know not have to worry about that. So he has unfortunately since passed away. Uh, he he did get get hit uh, by a vehicle, mm. so Oh no! He can fa- oh no! Keep his family so in prayers. But, but Cody,
0: you met him and helped bring him to Christ, and and that's the greatest work and greatest gift that you can yes. give him when you have Jesus says there are greater things that yeah. you will do. And that is a greater thing. And thank you for you and your church for welcoming him with open arms and sharing your love. But of course, again, you met him through Brookshire. You right. got to know him. He exactly. came in there to buy food. And exactly. and so what you said is where you are can be your ministry. So we want to encourage you if you're listening, yeah. where God plants you in your profession and your job and your community and your church that's your ministry ground,
1: right? If you're in school, if you're you know, right at work, if you're uh, wherever at the movie theater, hanging out, you know, whatever. That's your your mission field, right? So, well, and we should never just look at something. Oh, is this is just the job, or this thing I have to do? Everything that we do is an opportunity to reach someone with the good news of Christ.
0: Well, Amen. I love that. Let's talk a little bit. You mentioned school. Um, you know, it's very. Just devastating what has happened, and with Uvalde yes. and everything there um, in May, and and it's just our prayers go out to that community, those families, and and just our hearts break for them. So, as Christians, as people who want to reach out, what do you think we can do to help? Obviously, there's there are children that maybe don't feel loved mm-hmm. and or need people to come beside them mm-hmm. um, my heart is for mentoring them what what do you what are your thoughts as a church as a community after pondering this
1: right obviously continuing to lift them up in prayers and I mean but I think I think the best thing that we can do is as a church to not back down from you know preaching the Word of God and I I think you know a lot of the kids like the young man in, in Uvalde who did what he did you know, Maybe if the church, you know, stayed truer to, to its goals, maybe if, you know, we didn't back down because society tells us we should, you know, maybe that's a young man that, that, that we could have reached. Because that's, you know, we can make whatever laws about guns we want to make or not want to make or, you know, do any, any of these things. And I'm not even talking about that or saying we should or should not. Right. Um, but the most, the, the only thing that is going to prevent that sort of thing from happening is if people could be changed by the word of God. And so we have to, you know, we, we stand strong with Uvalde, you know, we, we lift them up. Um, but I mean, they're, they're, we, we can't bring those kids back, unfortunately, I, I, wish, I, I wish, you know, we could. But I think what we can do is continue to boldly proclaim God's word going forward. Mm-hmm. And you know, if there's a way you can reach out to Uvaldi, you know, please do. I've seen all sorts of people, you know, sending their, their love and, and going to Uvalde. I saw mm-hmm. some little girl and her mother drove out there to to do something, you know, kind for them. So right now they're just in a place where they, they need, you know, yes. encouragement. Anything that we can do to encourage them, but I think the best thing is for the church to continue to preach the word of God and re, and preach it to as many people as possible, so that men's hearts can be changed, so the women's hearts can be changed, and so that so that, that's that's the thing that prevents that kind of right. event from happening going forward.
0: And we, as a community, can help these people that we see that maybe struggling. Um, if there's a youth that you see that you think. I don't know. Something just maybe doesn't seem right, or or you can tell there's there's a little wall being built up. You know, maybe just reaching out and sharing your like you said, sharing love. And you know, Jesus said, "Let the little children come to me, for theirs is the kingdom of God." And so, continuing as you do, having vacation Bible school, Mm -hmm. teaching the children, families coming together. You say, y'all have you know, Bible school and Sunday yes. school and, and teaching them. Because I was thinking the other day, how will they know if we don't teach them? Right. And that's in Scripture. You know, Paul tells us in Romans, they won't know unless they're taught. So what you're saying is we as a church, as a community, need to continue talking about Jesus and the Word. And right. again, the Word is God. Mm,
1: yes. The
0: Word is God. God is the Word. And and that that is so true. So...
1: Right and, the, uh, and and you know do that in our own community and you know get outside of our churches um, you know with, it, look it's great we need to we have to fellowship right the the God tells us in His Word that. Uh, we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, and so much the more as we see the day approaching. So, we need that fellowship, but that doesn't just have to happen in a building. And we need to get out to our community and we need to find these kids, like the kid in, in Uvalde, who, who needed to be reached out to, who needed to, to be discipled, who needed to be shared the word of God with. And we, and we need to reach out to them so that prayerfully this can sort of event mm-hmm. can happen less in the future
0: yes definitely well i want to thank you for being a part of our mentoring program here we do mentoring for the high school students in mount vernon called mount vernon cares i know i've talked about this program before but you have been a mentor from the beginning in fact your student graduated this year and he's doing well i ran into him the other day at brookshire's yes and he was excited about graduating, about his future, and he mentioned you, Cody, as mm-hmm. making a difference in mm-hmm. his life. And
1: well, it's been a it's been a blessing to be with him and I yeah, I got to be with him for six years, so that was that was awesome. And I had I had one other student for a year before him that first year. Mm-hmm. And then I got him in seventh grade all the way through his graduation. So. Yes.
0: And awesome. you know, I just think every student needs a mentor. Yeah. At risk or not. I mean right. it, just we we need to learn. We need to be taught, and we, as the next generation, we can teach the younger generation what we have learned yeah. and plant those seeds. And you do that so well. In fact, I think of a scripture when I think of you. It's First Peter five two, care for the flock that is among you. Be shepherds of God's flock, mm-hmm. and I know you do that so well.
1: Well, thank you. It's a privilege to get to do so. It's it's a blessing. Also to 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 speak a, a moment back to back to providence again. Yes, let's um, do that. We um when we uh I, so after that you know first year I I, um, I, I met my wife on uh, with the place where all Christians meet on Christianminglecom okay and, uh, did you? So yeah. this is definitely the will of God for your life no I'm not I'm not saying that <laughs> but that's where you happen to meet but, her because yes she went... I I was in a place where for many years I, I had wanted to pursue that but I, I've, I've, I've finished school I, I was finally in a place in my life where I wasn't just going to be around a lot of ladies that were my age and single and like-minded right. Uh, and so I figured I would give this a try, and so that was another you know area of God's providence because Patience was going to delete her her profile. Uh, that's that's my wife, Patience, and uh, now that she's married to me, her name is Patience Rushing. So, yes. so it's a beautiful thing. It is. Um, I love her name by yes, the way. Yes. Um, so, we, uh, when, yeah, I had sent her a message, I had stayed up till, I don't know, two or three in the morning, and I was like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find her tonight, I, I had talked with a few girls on there at various lengths, and, uh. It didn't work out for one reason or another and I finally said okay I'm taking off all distance restrictions I don't care you know where this girl lives because I, I tried to find someone closer for a little while and I'm right. like, No, we'll just get rid of all distance restrictions and I'm gonna be as picky as possible like no no smoking no drinking and you know none of, none of these things and you put all these filters and so she was the last one I messaged that night at about 2 in the morning and she was going to delete her account and uh, when she went to get off there she saw this little message from me and she wrote me this big, long message that, you know, oh, you know, it's great that you're a pastor, but I don't date guys that are younger than me, and you live, you know, way far off. She lived in Phoenix, oh, Arizona. Oh, yeah. Right? That's pretty far. <laughs> so she's like, oh, it's way too far away, and, you know, this will never work and everything, but yeah, I'm praying for your ministry. And when she went to send it, it the, the message just deleted. Really? So she types the whole big, long spill out again, and she goes to send it, and the message just deletes again. And so she's like, well, I'm not typing all that out. Other time, so I'm going to. So she just sends me this real short message says, Hey, thanks for the smile. I send her a smile, it's kind of like a Facebook poke, just like, uh-huh. Will you acknowledge my existence? And she's like, Hey, thanks for the smile. I enjoy playing Settlers of Catan as well, so I'm a, I'm a big board gamer. So, so she also was so a that's what
0: games. you had in common, yes. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, so, Jesus, God, God so knew that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, I was like, Okay, well. You, you you love God and, and and you like board games so let's, yeah. <laughs> let's let's do this so, but so that was that was all kind of the hand of God and not letting those messages going going through so that was providence for me it was providence for her too though she didn't know it at the time <laughs> I know
0: exactly and what is neat is, is you. I bet both of y'all prayed about about this, and oh, yeah, and God sure. knew, you know, He knows our future before yes. we do. Yes. If we, you know, just trust Him. He knows. He wants the best plans for us. Yeah. And I didn't know that story. I knew you met her, you know, online. I knew yeah. you both, you know, talked about you liked board games, had that in common. Yeah. I didn't know about the deleting message. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But I love that she just followed what she knew. God was calling her to do. Yes. And that was to keep going. There was something. Yeah. There was something. And, and, you know, she could have turned away. Oh, that deleted. It's not meant to be. And walked away. And then right. you wouldn't be right. with her. You wouldn't have three beautiful children yes. promise, courage, and comfort. Yes. And yes. I love how you've named your children really wonderful qualities that we all can have. When we trust the Lord,
1: trying to instill biblical values into them, and so I figured if we put it into their name, it's a constant reminder, hopefully, uh, to them of, of you know ways to be like Christ and, and what He has done for us. So.
0: That is so good. Tell us a little bit about. Um, I know your last uh, child. Comfort was born about a year ago. Uh, yes, and this came at a time where um, everything was going well. You had two beautiful children, mm-hmm. and patients had a wonderful pregnancy, right? Uh, yeah, but it was the delivery, yeah. And I, so, tell us a little bit about this. I know it made the news, some yeah, people yeah. listening may have seen this, but right, yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. us about God's hand in right? In yeah, and
1: was just you know, his providence, yet again, because. Patients had been feeling like there was going to be maybe some problems with labor and delivery, and there really wasn't, right? But she had been prepared. Like he came out with his cord around his neck, all this sort of thing, and she had been prepared to handle that because you know God gave her, I think, discernment about that. And so, yeah, this was during the uh, you know snowmageddon or snow apocalypse of 2021 that week in February, and uh, I'm thankful because I had. I had been working at Brookshire's up to that time. And uh, I got up to four jobs for a minute there. Because, Did you really? Yes, wonderful. because I uh, I when I came here, I, I was preaching at the church. And then in 2014, I started working at Brookshire's. And then in 2019, I also started working as a chaplain with Heritage Hospice, uh, which I continue to work with now. Oh, wonderful. And then in um, uh, 20 later later in 2020 I started working uh, with my good friend uh, JP job another pastor here mm-hmm. in the area and um, he was doing uh, exterior home inspections for uh, uh, insurance agencies and so I started doing that with him as well and so at that time uh, just, I, I just stopped doing the um, home inspections and my last uh, day at brookshire's was that Friday right before the snow started. Coming in real big, and we sent our our two kids that we had over to our uh, my parents' house at that time mm-hmm. uh, because the um, uh, because uh, we've been sending them over there on the weekends and everything. right. And so I just stopped working at the brooches that Friday. I was so thankful because she was already over past her due date. And if I, you know, having to be work in that blizzard, I was I was not envious, uh, you know, of that. So, so we got to have this this nice five day window where it was just us for a minute. The kids were at my parents' house, and mm-hmm. it was hard for patients be, to be away from the kids. They ended up being over at my parents' house a week because of because of
0: the snow, right? Yeah.
1: So, but it was good for us. We got to have kind of that time just to be together for a few days there, and just get to relax a little bit. And then comfort came that Wednesday morning, yeah. And so she went into. Um, she, she was using the bathroom she was like something something doesn't feel right and I was like oh yeah that, that's his head you're feeling there so we need to get you over there on the bed and so uh, oh and unfortunately my. I had seen courage be born promise was a c-section so that was a little different mm-hmm. but courage was born naturally so I knew kind of what it looked like and so I was able to know that what I was looking at was his head Oh my! and so we got yeah. a, her up there on the bed and, and
0: you uh, couldn't get out by the way cause yeah like,
1: I mean we, we no, were... there was no time to, okay. and it was blizzard anyway yes. so you <laughs> Uh, we called the ambulance, but we went ahead and got her on the bed, and uh, I was able to get the baby out, but Patience is the you know, real hero here because after the after comfort came out, his, his cord was, like I said, around his neck, and he wasn't breathing, Ooh. and so I kind of froze for a minute, and Patience then took him and got the cord off oh and my goodness! giving CPR and yes. you know all of these things, and then the ambulance got there after about 15 or 20 minutes, and we they helped me cut the cord and, and all that stuff, which was good <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, okay, I got him out, but, I, but yeah. I could cut this thing but i don't really know where or how what i'm supposed to do
0: what wow god's hand was right there the whole time and you know what you mentioned is patience kind of had a discernment that i need to be prepared i need to not worry that something is just kind of a mother's intuition through the power of the holy spirit and god speaking through her and so look what she did yeah she that's a mom for you she'll get in there and you know Figure yeah. out a way to save her child, and I yeah. love it. And God was so there with y'all, and yeah. and, and uh, you had a hand in that because yeah. you you it was all weren't good. afraid. You had the courage, and well, I've and, always
1: wanted to watch the friend. You always see the movies, and you see yeah, a guy look over yeah. the sheet, and he passes out, and I'm like, it can't be that bad over there, <laughs> and it wasn't. Yeah, good. So no passing out, no passing, no, no out, passing no. out, and just well, a few more, you know, examples of his providence. You know, he provided me that job at Brookshire's, and. And at that time, he provided us a place to live at the Pearly Gates Retreat. I got to live out there for about a year and a half. Patrons and and I were first married, so we continued at that time to not have any rent or Mm -hmm. utilities or any of that. And then just recently, at the end of last year, we needed to replace the roof of the church, and we were going to need... I don't know, 15000 quite, quite a bit of uh, uh, money, and mm-hmm. we, we kind of started getting our own ideas, you know, of like, okay, we'll do some fundraising and this and that, but then at the end of the year, a person came and just made a very generous donation that covered all of the roof and, and, and oh then my, some, and so see? you know, that God was all provides. just the hand of God, so. So I've, seen, I've just seen that time and again, you know, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. wife and us meeting and how we met and, you know, the delivery of our baby and all the places he's provided for us to live. And so, you know, we just continue to trust in him. And, you know, it's kind of like, um, oh, I think it's, uh, let me see if I can look it up real quick. There, there's a, a verse, uh, and, you know, because sometimes we think uh, about if we do good, you know, then God is going to when we're being good little Christians, mm-hmm. uh, he, He's going to take care of us and, and give us what we need and everything. But it's uh, let me pull this up right quick. Second Timothy, uh, chapter two. Let me get there.
0: There's so many good scriptures that that apply to yeah. our life right now, and I love how we can look at the Bible when we have a decision to make. We can. Listen to God's word. One that as you're looking that up that comes yes. to me is from Philippians four nineteen. God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Yes. And what you have described is that the Lord has done that for you. And and but it starts like you said with trust. You have to yeah. seek him and trust, seek the king first, the kingdom of God, and mm. all these things will be added to you. Yes. And, yeah. and that's what we're trying to encourage people to do. So did you did find you, it? Yes, so we said Second okay.
1: 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 to 13, says, This is a faithful saying, for we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. So even at those times when I've like, oh, I've, I've messed up, I've done a bad, I've, I've had this sinful thought, I've done this thing, it's often at those times that I see God provide as a reminder to me that I'm not working my way towards the things that he gives uh, to me. It is all of his mercy is all his grace, it's Nothing to do with my ability. He is faithful even when we are faithless. Yes,
0: yes. Not all have faith, but the Lord is faithful. Amen. Would you close us in prayer and thank yes. you for being here today, yes. Cody?
1: Dear Lord, we come before you, God, and we just thank you for the time that we've had together, and we thank you that you are faithful to us, Lord. Even even when we are faithless, Lord, even when we do not follow you as we should, Lord, um, just just like you were you were faithful to your disciples and your ministry on this earth, Lord, and even though many times they missed. The point you were trying to make, even though many times they outright failed, even Peter denied you three times, Lord. But you, you remained faithful to him. You still called him to, to to feed your sheep, Lord. And so to us, you still call us to feed your sheep. Yeah, we've all messed up. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Lord. But I. Pray that we would all remember that you have placed a calling on our lives. If we are your disciples, Lord, you haven't called any of us to just sit on a pew and and do nothing. You've called us all to to serve you. So let us serve you boldly. Let us serve you faithfully in whatever mission field you have placed us in, God. And we thank you for giving us the opportunity to do so. We love you, Lord, and it's in your holy and precious name we pray all these things. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life Real People Radio. You can hear us every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. If you would like to listen to previous episodes, please go to realliferealpeopleradio.podbean.com. And just remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life Real People Radio, copyrighted 2022, all rights reserved. Real Life
1: The center real life real people making conversation simple.